0: That's Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Take, take TPV Radio with you 24-7. Just download live 365 app from your Apple or Google Play store. Like us on Facebook at TPV Radio or www.tpvradionetwork.com. Walk with us, family. Let's go it's the two-time stellar award considered spin award nominated you're listening to the voice to the voice the psalmist voice radio network
1: what's up everybody this is john and sequoia howard of the agape music group hey and you're listening to the psalmist voice radio network let's get it let's
2: go
0: (laughs) You're listening to the hottest, most off-controversial, off-the-meters Christian radio station in the land. In the land. So voice Radio Network. Are you ready to walk, family? Let's go!
1: What's good, radio family? TPV Radio is just getting hotter, and we have an all-star lineup just for you. Mondays, Conversations with Joe and Jay at 7.30 a.m. Tuesdays, Victory Over the Waste of Life with author Deanne LeBreen at 6 p.m. Wednesdays, Illuminating Word Ministries with Dr. Apostle Forrest L. Walker Sr. at 5 p.m. Thursdays, Real Talk with Pastor Byron Sago at 4.30 p.m. Also, Dorothy Patterson, the reality coach, at 6 p.m. Fridays. the exclusive interview with yours truly, the Thomas voice, by appointment only. Saturday, it's Saturdays. is Saturday's Refetch with Sister Lorraine Brown and Roberta Jones at 11 a.m., followed by the locker room with Coach D at 4 p.m. Sundays. TPV Reloaded at 2 p.m. with the familiar. Catch all of TPV Radio programming on Facebook Live at TPV Radio. Also, Live 365. Tune in and all of our podcast social media platforms. Walk with us in relationship, purpose, and promise. And let's go!
0: You never heard Christian radio quite, like, quite this. like this. Get your fix 24-7 on the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Hey, what's
3: good, family? This is Jokia, Kia, and you're listening to the Psalmist Voice Radio
2: Network. Walk with me, family. Let's go.
4: The Spin Award-nominated award nominated. Saturday's Buffet, Buffet, Buffet with, with Sister Lorraine right Brown
0: and Roberta Jones r- r- right, right now, now on, on TPB Radio. radio. Today's buffet, buffet, buffet with, with sister Lorraine, Lorraine Brown and, and Roberta Jones r- 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 right now, now on TPV radio, radio. happy
3: saturday happy saturday oh my goodness what an amazing introduction praise the lord praise the lord good morning saints good morning This is a war cry A war cry A war cry We're going through so much uh, In our land right now This is a war cry Devil you can't have my heart You can't have my soul This is a war cry Spiritual warfare We stand on the promises of God on today I'm so excited Uh, This is Sister Tracy um, Standing in for Sister Lorraine And Sister Roberta Jones Amen, amen I want to, I'm so excited that song has me pumped up Uh, I want to introduce our guest uh, host today We have Sister Tammy, Sister Tammy, are you there? Hello, 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 hello Can you guys hear me? Yes, ma'am, we hear you Wasn't that a powerful song on this morning? I was just trying to hold my composure already and he takes us into war. That's amazing. War. Take us into yes. spiritual battle. That's awesome. Yes. Yes, God. Yes, God. Amen, Sister Tammy. We have another guest um, that literally just got the call a couple seconds ago. Uh, I-, I believe God is up to something. Brother Todd, are you there?
5: Hey, how you doing?
3: Amen, brother me? Ty. We hear you. We hear you. Thank you so much for jumping in and standing and in. God That's what Lord. we do. Amen. That's what we do uh at saints, you know, when, when when things come, sometimes we don't understand it, we don't plan for it, but sometimes we just have to put on our gear and show up. Amen. Pastor Chris, Pastor Chris, the man on the ones and twos, are you there?
1: Uh-oh. Yeah, <laughs> I'm here, and the band is ready So let
2: go. <laughs>
3: you start too early, Pastor Chris. You set us up with that song, guys is up to something and we bless his name on today we come ready for battle we come ready for battle amen we continue <clears throat> to talk about love um uh how was your love walk during the pandemic and uh just a reflection um <laughs> it, it, it's so interesting because right now it's a war cry even for love you know, in our lives, to be able to show love. Mm. This is uh, so befitting. Oh, no. That song is so befitting. Um, we Last week we talked about perfecting love and how do you perfect love. And we say we perfect love by continuing to give. Love is a gift. It's a gift that keeps giving. God gave it to us when he sent his son Jesus to die for our sins. And now we have to continue that act by extending love wherever we go. When we show up, people should see love. People should see God. People should see grace and mercy upon us. We are a reflection of God's love. Amen. So I just, I wanted to start off today. um, I saw something that says, when someone helps you, while they're struggling too, that's not help. That's love. And I just wanted to, for the for the panel to talk about that just for a little bit. You know, I remember going through some things myself um, in my life and uh, sometimes we go through in silence. People can't look at us and tell what we're going through. We don't talk about it, you know, and, and that's an example of, Uh, God's joy being our strength as we go through. But as we're going through, there's someone else who is in need uh, of us showing gratitude and grace and love and just being there for them. And this says when someone else, when someone helps you while they're struggling too, that's not help, that's love. So during that time when I was going through, um, I didn't look at what I was going through. I saw somebody else in need. And I heard someone say a long time ago, we give out of our need. So my giving was, it doesn't matter what I'm going through right now. My sister, and my brother need a helping hand. So I'm going to extend love to 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 them. Uh, Tammy, what what say you about that? When someone helps you while they're struggling too, that's not help. That's love. Um, what I have to say about it is, um, sorry for the man in the background, what I have to say about it is simple. Um, it's pretty much what you're saying. Bible teaches us that when there's a need, sow a seed, and we don't look at it that way, but for everything that you need, you have to plant a seed in order for it to receive a harvest. So mm. even though I'm going through things, or even though there are circumstances in my life, in order to get me out of there, I have to sow a seed to get out of it. I have to sow Mm. something to grow so I can move forward from it. And the body of Christ don't look at it that way because we want a competition. We want to compete for the love. We want to um, sit up there and act like, okay, well, I've got my makeup on, and I'm not going through anything on the outside. But the inside, I'm far from where you have. And instead of just saying, hey, I need help in this area, can you pull me? to that next level, that's when you see the love, that's when you see the growth, and that's when you see the healing taking place mm, mhm, mhm, I like that, I like that um because you're not making it about yourself in that time. you're saying, okay, someone else is in need. I'm gonna put my needs on the back burner, and i'm a i'm a sow I like what you said, sowing the seed because the seed uh that you're sowing is not just for the person but it's for you as well. I love that. That's beautiful. Um, Brother Tide, can you chime in on this and let us know what you think about um what I just read, uh when someone helps you while they're struggling too. That's not help, that's love.
5: Uh the the example that I would give is, you know, we go back to, you know, God gave his only son. Love is sacrificial. Um, when it's when it operates in that way, you know, and there's a number of examples in Scripture, um, because it's putting somebody else ahead of yourself. You know, love is selfless, as well as it's an um, an action item. So if you are, you know, you reap what you sow, but you know, Second yeah. Corinthians nine seven tells us every man has a purpose in his heart, so let him give. So. In our society today, some people will give, but they're giving with their heart set on this expectation of something coming back. So they're not Ooh. really giving out of the pureness of their heart. When you give out of the pureness, then I would agree that is love pure, because that's what God did for us in giving us his son. But if people are giving with a motive, thinking, well, I know that if I do this, then I'm going to get this back, and that that is not pure because they they trying to work really work an angle. And so, you know, we all have to examine our hearts as to why we're doing what we're doing to make sure that we are doing it out of love, that we are doing it to represent what God has given to us and what he's done for us, how he's loved us and allowed us to continue to breathe despite all the different things that we've done in disobedience to him. So as we okay. examine ourselves we start to see true in heart and in love and then, you know, we will end up reaping love back in return.
3: Amen, amen. I, I like what you said there, given out of pureness of heart, um, and not basically having an agenda. Uh, just given out of your pure authentic self. You're giving not to receive something in return, but we're giving just because we see someone in need and we have a heart to give. And we know there's a blessing in giving as well. Uh, the Word talks about that. It's better to give than to receive. Amen. I appreciate that. Um, Pastor Chris, I, I, I know, I know, I know, I know you got something to say about it. I know you know a little bit something about giving, or helping someone when you're struggling too And how that <laughs> Equates to love Ooh,
1: Yeah This is A very Huge problem In our community As believers I say this oh, no. because We're so caught up In Self And In this season, God is working on our heart posture. Uh Uh-oh. I'm trying not to get started. See, when it comes to loving someone and you're going through yourself, the, the thing about that is, and I say this to people all the time, God prepares us in our pain. See, there's pain in our life, but God is always in the background preparing your destiny, preparing your way out, preparing the way you reciprocate the love. See, that's the hardest thing to do, and we can reflect that on the death of Jesus Christ because Jesus Christ loved us beyond the pain. Think about it. I'm the son of God. I'm on the cross. And I have to go and be a sacrificial lamb for the people? Wow. So we got to understand one thing, family. We have to go back to our first love. Our first love is who? Our relationship with Jesus Christ, our King. That's how we can get through it. That's how we'll be able to obtain the love that we seek from Christ. That's how we can stay focused on what God has for us. I got more than that, and I'm trying to save it, y'all. So I'm going to pass it back over to you, Hot Sauce, before I go ahead and get the band worked up. So back to you.
3: Oh, man. That that was so so good, Pastor Chris. God prepares us in our pain. In our pain. That's where the growth lies. That's where the strength is built. That's where you learn to stretch your faith in your pain. And I love what you're saying about he's always in the background. <laughs> always in the background. So he, he he never leaves us. He he's always there. That that was powerful. Um and, you know, I'm still reflecting on that song, The War Cry. You know, I have received so many calls this week alone about people that are just distraught and hurting and ready to get, throw in the towel and give up, you know, um, feeling isolated, feeling alone, feeling like no one cares, feeling like uh, the world is coming to an end, you know, because of everything going on with... The pandemic, you know, uh, things going on in Afghanistan, and we have to sit back in that. We have to, we have to embrace them. uh Oh, I hear some, I hear some background noise. Pastor Chris, I hear some background noise. I'm not sure what that is. Okay, um, so we have to be there for them, um, you know, the, the world is ending as, as Christians in that, you know, that's fear, you know, when people come to you saying, Oh God, the, the world is coming to an end, you know, as Christians, we, we're looking for that day, you know, when we go and we, uh, reunite with, with our father in heaven. So, uh, in that, you know, how, how do we deal with, um, the people that come to us distraught and they're ready to give up. And, you know, knowing that um, we serve a God that is more than enough. We serve a God that can heal. We serve a God that can deliver. We serve a God that can um, give us a new start, you know, in that, you know, we can get a little upset. We can get a little frustrated You know, if we're being honest, but as Christians, how do we uh, show love, you know, to these people that are coming to us, asking us, what do I do? How do I do it? You know, this is a gift. We said love is a gift. How do we continue to give this gift to these people that are upset and not knowing which way to turn? Sister Tammy, can you help us with that? Well, the way you give it is simple. You you represent your life. You show them by your lifestyle and what you're doing, how you're slow to anger, you're quick to listen and slow to speak, how you show them what God has shown you, the foundation. And then they begin to ask you, hey, how do I get like that? That situation happened and your composure was good. You didn't do anything. You... um, You didn't backlash, and if somebody talked to me like that, I would have did this, I would have did that. No, but the way you respond, that's one of the biggest things, and then that's how you begin to minister to them if they don't know Jesus. But for the ones Mm -hmm. that do know Jesus, you remind them of what God's word said. I will never leave you nor forsake you. I will be with you always. You have to remind people because it's sad to say we don't remind ourselves throughout the week. and what his word says. We don't feed our spirit on what his word says. So therefore our soul is not aligned to the spirit and it can't connect to two. And we know as we are um, Christians, we have to have both line up to agree. Our spirit has to line up with the soul in order for full manifestation to take place. Amen. So just reminding them of the importance of being in the word, being prayerful, and and not wavering in their faith and again that's an opportunity if they don't know jesus an opportunity for you to lead them to christ amen that's good that's really good uh sister tammy um you know i i i spoke to someone today i you know i work in the healthcare field and i spoke to someone today um um, who's a psychologist, and she was saying that um, one of the biggest problems right now uh, that she's facing during the pandemic is talking to the parents um, about their children. Children are returning to school, and, you know, we know there's lots of controversy about the mask and the vaccination and all that good stuff. One of the things that she said was challenging is talking to the parents um, just about keeping their kids safe and uh, what's in the best interest for their children. Um, And they're seeing an increase, an increase in children needing mental health, needing to see therapists. Um, And also there is an increase um, with hospitalizations in children as well. So, uh, Uh, Brother Todd, if you, you know, as a man of God was encountered, if you encountered someone that was in need of just some encouragement, that children are grade school, in school, could be exposed to the virus, um, and just dealing with the things that we're going through right now, as far as mental health is concerned, what type of... uh, counsel could you give um, to a parent that needs help?
5: Uh, you know, the, I guess the first thing I would say is, you know, you want to find out more about where they are, and what their foundation is based on in terms of what they're, who they're believing and, and, and um, you know, is their foundation built on the rock, which is Jesus Christ or not? You know, and and is it a lifestyle? Is it what they're walking out? Uh, the second thing would be, you know, where I live, you can homeschool your kids. And so, if you feel like the the school is going in a direction that you're not in favor of, then you know, I would look at considering homeschooling um, or just have your child wear that mask. You know, I would, you know, if if I was going to send mine to school, I would make them, you know, hey, wear the mask even if nobody else is wearing a mask, because you know, it, it also helps you recognize, you know, the, uh, the scripture talks about, you know, broad is the path that leads to destruction, many that be defined and narrow is the way to life, and few be defined. As. So if you're in that minority of people that still, that, that the Lord is leading you through wisdom to continue to wear a mask, uh, and, and everybody else around you is talking and saying, this that or the other because you you look you know out of place because you're the only one in the classroom in a mask well that helps you help prepare you spiritually mentally for when you're choosing not to do those different sins that everybody else is joining in and doing and so you know if you have to send the child to school you, you give them the counsel on why it's best for them to protect themselves and their family on, on wearing a mask you know um mm-hmm. I talked to them about the fact that the, the mask is really about protecting others from you, not so much you protecting yourself unless you have one of those respirator or N95 masks. And so when we see so many people fighting against wearing masks, what we're actually seeing is people that are really just selfish and self-focused. Because if if I know that if I wear this mask, I can protect another person, then I'm going to do it out of the love of trying to protect other people. But if I only care about myself and how comfortable I am, then I'm going to argue all day and night about I don't need to wear this mask. And so what we're seeing is another example of where the focus in today's society is so much on people being lovers of themselves. Like, you know, it says in 2 Timothy, um, that that if your foundation is in Christ, you recognize here is what the Scripture says: God gives us wisdom, and God is ultimately the one that's going to protect us, not the mask nor the vaccine, right? You still can have wisdom and take the vaccine. You can still have wisdom and wear the mask because that's what it, that's what God leads you to do. It doesn't mean you're trusting Him less. It just means that you you can you take those steps with the recognition that. Ultimately No matter what God is the one That's protecting And keeping you And like you said You said I'll never Leave you or forsake you Um And so you gotta Educate your children On these things As they go into school You gotta educate Your children On the fact that There's gonna be A lot of people That are walking In selfishness There's a lot of people That are walking in Uh Chaos Some of them Don't know better You know There's an old saying When people know better They do better Um Hmm. And people might have awareness, but they don't really know because it hasn't really sunk deep down within them until it becomes personal and they have a, you know, a loss or pain or something. And then that knowledge can be more cemented in them. But until then, you know, a lot of people say they know, but they really don't. And and mm-hmm. so you look at all the different options, whether it's homeschooling, have your child continue to wear the mask just to, you know, try to be safe and protect your child. um, or see if you can put your child in a school that will allow the online learning so then they still have some kind of uh, classroom interaction, even if it's remote, because we can't trust, you know, their spiritual wickedness in high places, whether that's school boards, state governments, federal governments. So Mm -hmm. you can't be surprised when you see all this chaos and madness. Because there's a lot of people that don't have their heart truly really surrendered to the Lord. Yeah. Yeah.
6: Can, yes. can I say something about that, too, Tree, Sister Tracy?
3: Absolutely. About um, the kids and the mask. A lot of the times, I know, um, even this week, I've had parents um, contact me um, because of their panic. And it leads to my students being panicked. But I remind my Students and I remind the parents absolutely of what Pastor, um, Ty, I mean, Brother Child was saying. I will remind them of what they were saying, but the kids are worked up because of the anxiety and fears of the parent. If mm-hmm. I'm teaching my child in the house um, the math is or teaching my child fear, that's what my child is coming to school with, what the parent mm-hmm. is saying. So a lot of times, I don't even counsel the child. I'm counseling the parent to bring them back to reality. So, then they can be the support that I need for my students in the classroom that I can effectively teach my child, the students, because if not, they're all over the place about the vaccine, about the mask, about not wearing a mask. And I'm like, yo, this is not the curriculum. So Mm -hmm. let's wheel it back in. I need to make that direct contact to the parent. So I can also educate and inform that parent on what, it looks like to have a stable background like um, Todd was saying. Yes, yes. I was coming to you next, Sister Tammy, because I know you're in uh, the teaching field in education. Um, I, I think that that is so big. It starts at home, you know, it spills over into your children. And then uh, outside, because, you know, we go outside, so we take what's learned in the home outside. Um, Psalms 118.6, the Lord is with me, I will not be afraid. Um, So no matter what, you know, is coming against me, no matter what is before me, I'm not afraid of it because I know that God has me. If we preach that and instill that in our children, then that's what they carry on with. Um, I am, you know, I I am, the, the kids have been like last year, you know, they were in the home for the most part of the school year. So they had no outlet outside. Um, and I think this is very important. Uh, this is a, a season. This is a season. This is not something that we're going to be dealing with, you know, forever. So in this season, how do I get through this? You know, um, Pastor Chris, uh, Tiana is going to be joining us, but Pastor Chris, um, uh, I, I just would like to hear from you. How would we encourage someone in the midst of this, uh, these family members that are uh, parents that are going through this uh, unrest as it relates to um, the virus and the pandemic? How, how do we encourage?
1: See, this is why we need to self-reflect as a body. During this whole season of this COVID, now we have another strain. This was the time for us as believers to show that we are the light in the dark place. But we ended up folding. So what's the solution? Well, playing catch up can be very difficult, but it can be obtained if we all work together even if you have a family union, unit or you have a body of believers that you can confide in we have to come together and be spiritually sharpened all of us have our strengths all of us have our weaknesses but we have to understand something in order for us to get through this as a body of believers we have to come together. So here's some solutions to the problem. Well, number one, look in the mirror. Number two, redevelop your relationship with our Savior. Number three, being able to talk to a brother, sister, cousin, Pookie, JJ, it doesn't matter. Coming together at this time is vital for us as a body. This is the only way we're going to get through this but see all of us has been taught to be rogue and that's why we be, we have these problems so in light of the situation we understand the severity of it but as believers we need to stand strong during this whole season because again in this season God is stirring up some stuff see I'm trying not to see the praise break result through this whole pandemic see our kids are going to be affected if we are acting scared or fearful see we got to show our kids that we can still give God the praise in spite of what's going on we have to show our kids even though we might feel we feel a little fearful let's be real some of us probably feel some kind of way but see when you're able to be transparent with the father i guarantee you he can turn that fear into motivation faith trust love barrier of protection yes be safe yes yes sanitize yourself yes but at the end of the day Through all of this that's going on. I'm telling you. If you link up right now. To what God is saying. In this season. I guarantee you. That the rise. Of the end time warriors. Will come. We will be able. To face this thing. With the power. And the glory. Of Jesus Christ our King. Yes. Use wisdom. Yes. Use understanding. Yes, read the word to keep you girded up and keep you strengthened. Yes, I'm not saying be Superman and jump in a pool of COVID. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is jump into your relationship with Christ. This is how we're going to show our children that we can stay faith strong and not be fearful of what's going around us. And then in turn, our kids can go to the school and they can walk in boldness. So when their friends be like, why in the world are you not tripping? They can look at them and they can say, girl or homie, look, I've got the faith of God. And my mom and dad is not fearful of this thing. We're safe, but not fearful. We're walking in confidence. In Jesus Christ, because we know that He's got our back. See, let me stop. All right, all right, all right. Uh, Sister Teresa, you need to take my mic uh, because, uh, yeah, we 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 about to we about to break loose. See, I've been getting a lot of calls in regard to worry and fear yeah. and all this yeah. stuff, yeah. and we have to understand fear can be. Uh, activation for something else God has in the background. Like I said in the first segment, God always is up to something in the background. And see, a lot of us allow the situation of our life, take control of what God is saying in the background, then we start tripping. So we got to understand that we got to take the wax out of our ears and start listening to what god is whispering in the background let me drop the mic sister trees back
5: to you no hey, uh, cannot.
6: go ahead todd
5: um just one thing that i also came up is you know another thing that people can really take a look at is as you read through the scripture, you can see different times when, you know, the nation has turned away from God and different mm-hmm. levels of calamity took place. And and people can be reminded if they are believers that, um, you know, God's love still reigned for the people through it all and his promises remain. And he always keeps his promises, you know. so, you know, there's that saying, instead of telling your problem, instead of telling God how big your problem is, tell your problem how big God your God is, you know, and, and you were talking about, uh, Pastor Chris was talking about, this, you know, fear and worry, and, you know, you look back again, you know, when Jesus was tempted in the wilderness, you know, he gave the enemy the word, you know, and so you look at Second Timothy 1, 7, where it says God has not given us a spirit of fear, right, and, and so it's it, we have to get to that root you know Jesus is the Word manifested, and we get into the Word and recognize what's going on. And we also have to recognize that when when a people have turned from seeking God, they turn away from His protections, and all kind of things take place. And during the midst of all of this, as as uh, someone just said, we have to go back and do that self reflection on where we are in Christ and people will ask, well, why is God allowing this and things of that nature? Because you see all the suffering, but we have mm-hmm. to recognize God has given us free choice. It is not a matter of him allowing. He is allowing this, but, but the, the nations are choosing this as they turn away from him. So if right. I'm in the rain and I, If I'm, if we walking in the rain and I have an umbrella and you choosing to walk five feet away from me, then it's not that I'm choosing, I'm causing you to get wet. You're choosing not to walk with me with the, where the umbrella is keeping you safe. And we have to really look and see that we're not as a, as a full body. When you look at all the chaos and confusion, you know, we need to do a better job of standing for who he is and giving him the glory. So then we, we can walk with his protections.
3: Mm, mm, that that is good. I love that. I love, love, love what you said. Um I I <laughs> it's interesting because I had a call from someone this week, um uh a professional, um, that is a partner with the healthcare center that I work for and she was just venting, you know, about everything she's going through, and then her mom is sick, and then just all this stuff, and you know, she was like, and I'm sick of people telling me uh, uh, to figure it out, and, and find a way through it, uh, there is no way out, There there is no way, and I just listened, and as I was listening, I was like, Lord, speak to me, you know, what, what, what do I say, and you know, when she finished, she I was quiet while she was talking, and she finally said, Tracy, are you there? I said, I'm here, and she said, "I know you don't want to hear this, you know." And I, I said, "No, I, I want you to get it out. I want you to get it all out." And she said, "Well, what? I'm done." And and I said, "Well, I don't I don't mean that ugly." I said, "I want you to get it out so I can give you the only solution that I have." And she said, "Okay, I want to hear what's your solution." And I said, "His name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. He is the only answer to." everything that we're going through. I said all the stuff you mentioned about your family and uh just the the pressure that you're under and you know, all of us in healthcare right now are oh my God, we're working so many hard hours and, you know, just stress with so many reports and data and all that kind of stuff that comes with it. And I said, I get it. I, I'm going through it too And I said, but there's just times where I just have to sit down Wherever I am, and I just call the name Jesus because my strength, my strength is made perfect in him, not in me. I can't even draw the strength. I don't have the solution, you know, to draw the strength on my own. The only source that I have that I can tap into that I know will not ever fail me is Jesus that doesn't mean the virus is going to go away. That just means that he's helping me through it. The virus is here. It's here. But he's helping me through it. So I call on the name Jesus. And she told me, and I didn't even know this, she told me that she was a, uh, a, a Jehovah's Witness, uh, grew up as a Jehovah's Witness, and she recently accepted Christ as her Savior. Her sister introduced her to Christ. And you know she accepted him as a same. She said, "But I, I, I don't know what to do. I, I, I don't know how to get through this. I don't. I mean, I, I'm saved. I'm, I'm saved, right? I accepted Christ. I'm saved, right?" I said, "Yeah." Once you invited me, and he's there. And she said, "But I don't know what to do." And I said, "Can I pray with you?" I said because you know we're in a professional setting, but I'm asking you, can I pray with you? She said, "Absolutely." And as I began to pray, the Holy Spirit starts showing things, and I start praying for those things. And the truth of the matter was, it wasn't the virus that had her all in the uproar. It was things from her past. So those things, God showed them to me. I prayed for her, and she was just crying. She said, I've never told you that. How did you know that? And I say, you remember that name I gave you, Jesus? <laughs> only the Christ in me, truly the Christ in yes. me could have told me what you went through. I don't know you like that except for on a professional level. But I know a man named Jesus that yes. died on the cross for our sins, that knew this virus was coming, that knew the pressure that was coming, the knew the devil was going to throw all types of things in our heads to try to get us off course. He knew today was coming. He knew that this, this is a divine appointment. I told her, I said, this wasn't about that patient that you called about. This was about you tapping into your life source. Your life source is Jesus. And I need you to take whatever you got and plug into him. That's all you got to do is plug in. And that's regardless of What, I don't care if you work in healthcare, if you are the crossroad guard, if you are maintenance, I don't care what you do. All of us have felt the effects of the pandemic, and it's all in, as Brother Todd said, what we choose to do, how we choose to get through it. My choice is Jesus. I don't know any other thing or any. And my mama, y'all know, I tell y'all she is Jesus' first cousin. But Mama can't get me through the pandemic, but Jesus can. Jesus can. So I'm, I'm. You know, that's my uh, encouragement. You know, that is what I give them for hope, because that's the only hope we have. That's all we have is Jesus. Amen. We're gonna go to a call, if you don't mind, Pastor Chris, and then we're going to come, I mean, not a call, we're going to go to a phone, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to uh, pick up where we left off.
1: Yes, ma'am. We'll be right back.
0: Yo, what's up, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy. Tiny showers and you are listening to the Summit Voice Radio Network with the one and only D. Summit as the amazing host and I advise you to walk with me my family. Let's go. It's your boy. God bless you.
7: John 9, you heard me? So boom. So Jesus was walking and seeing a little dude that was blind his whole life, you heard me? Then the disciples asked, Rabbi, that little dude blind because of something that his mom and him did? Or because of something that he did. So Jesus was like, nah, little brother. This ain't got nothing to do with his sins or his mom and them sins. This happened so the power of God could be seen in the homie. So we got to do God's will ASAP, you dig? It's almost dark and ain't nobody going to be able to work. But while I'm here, I'm the light. Then Jesus spit on the ground and made mud out of it. Just spread it all over the homie's eyes. Then Jesus said, man, go wash your face off in the saloon, little daddy. That's like a pool full of bukula smell goods. So the man washed his feet and came back and could see everything, you hear me? So everybody in the hood started shoo shooing, you hear me? Talking about ain't that the daddy that was blind? That used to be bumming and begging all the time, you heard me? Someone was like, yeah, that is that boy. And someone was like, nah, that ain't him. That just look like the dude. But the bigger kept saying, man, that is me. Y'all tripping. That's me. I could just see nothing. So they started asking that boy, man, who held you? How you get to see the daddy? He said the man named Jesus made some mud, put it over my eyes, then boom, I could see everything. Hear me? Man, it was crazy, son. Y'all should have been there.
4: Uh. Yeah. <laughs> i uh-huh. A crazy. It's gonna be alright y'all. I want you to turn this up. Uh, hey.
0: What's good? It's your boy, Sasha
1: Listen, you're listening to the Summer's Voice Radio. Walk with me. Let's
0: go. It is the Spin Award nominated Saturday's Buffet with Sister Lorraine Brown and Roberta Jones right now on TPB Radio.
3: Welcome back. I uh I wanted to <laughs> just talk a little bit about what we were just saying uh before we went uh to the song. Um I wanted uh sister Tammy, if you would uh to just uh provide some hold on, before I do that, I wanna make sure, sister Tiana, have you made it on the call yet? Don't want I'm to here, good out. morning.
6: Well, good almost afternoon. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yes, ma'am. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank so you. I, I, don't, I don't know how much you've heard, but we were uh, the 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 show started off with War Cry, um, and we were talking about uh, love again, of course, and and sowing a seed. Uh, Sister Tammy talked about sowing a seed in order to grow. Uh, Brother Todd is also on the call today uh, about love being sacrificial. Um, and uh, Pastor Chris about God's purpose uh, uh, and how he prepares us in our pain. Uh, We were talking about, I had a situation this week where um, talking to a psychologist, and I know you deal with with children, um, the kids going back to school, and just some of the um, anxiety that people are having. So uh, we spoke about how it starts in the home. You know, and it depends on what's being preached inside the home. Um, and then that that's what reflects through our children So when they go to school. So if there was anything you wanted to add to that. Good
6: morning. So I'll tell you this. It's funny that y'all are talking about these, these poppings because yesterday I had to go to Austin for work. And I was in Austin and my phone was going off. First message I got was that there was a fire at my kids' school. Second message I got was that there was, well, there was a fight and um, blood was everywhere in the bathroom. Then I got a message that the school was on lockdown. Then I got a message that there was a gun in the school. Then I got a message that there was shots fired at the school. So I'm in Austin, mind you, that's about an hour and some change because I was deep into Austin from home and my first mind was to burn up the highway getting back to the school, and I was going to run up in the school and get my kids. That was my first night. <laughs> I wasn't sure how all <laughs> of it was going to unfold, but I was right. going to get my kids. However, I had to pause for a minute because I remember that it has never been a time when something was happening, and I either feel an urgency if I need to move or a peace if I can continue on. And so I paused for a minute and I was like, okay, do I need to go get myself equipped to go get my kids out of the school or can I take my time getting home? Mind you, I was in route already to home, but I just couldn't decide whether I was going to burn up the highway or if I was going to drive safe home. Well, needless to say, I felt peace. I wasn't as worked up as I was when I initially read the messages One of my kids, you know, after some phone calls, one of my kids was already at home, and the second one my husband was on the way to pick up. They had already um, searched him and found out that he was not involved in the nonsense that was going on, and he came home. And so it's just amazing to me how I did not have to burn up the highway. I didn't have to avoid police. I didn't have to go into school and ask the fool because the peace that I needed to feel to know that my kids were okay I felt it from out in Austin before I ever made it back to my city so I just and I also because I heard the umbrella scenario and it made me reflect on all the years that I walked and just got wet instead of just taking a step over or two steps over and getting under the umbrella and being covered and protected and how mm. easy it would have been to just take the steps over but instead I stayed from under the umbrella and just murmured and complained and, you know, found every reason why I was in this situation other than the fact that I had took steps away from the covering that was placed was in place for me. So I, I really, really, really like the umbrella analogy. Yes. Yes, absolutely. I I am <laughs>
3: It's something because I, I didn't know where the call was going today. But my heart on this call today is with the children. Um, and God has me stuck there, you know, with, with, with children during this pandemic. The mental health, the physical well-being, you know, um, and the spiritual growth. I think that's the piece that we leave out when we're talking about our children you know, the spiritual growth, because this impacts them, too. We just think, you know, children are over there to the side. Um, We're taking care of the bills and all that, so the kids aren't feeling anything. Yeah, they're feeling everything that's going on um, around them, as well as the spirit that is within
6: the home. Um, But you know what, Uh, Tracy, that was the other part about the situation that was was like an eye-opener for me. So I instantly went into panic mode, or should I say, mama mode.
4: Mm-hmm. Mama mode. And mama I text yeah. my
6: kids, and their responses were, "We're fine, we don't good. have to worry, <laughs> we know what yeah. to do, everything is good." And I'm like, yeah. "But you know everything that's going on?" And they were like, "We know everything that's been reported. We know, you know, there's the issues the issues going on. They said it's been one thing after another all day, but we okay, mm. okay, well, mm. uh, well, all right, yeah." So I was, yeah. you know, impressed too that they also didn't get worked up, which makes me believe mm-hmm. that their spirit also was told, like, "I'm good, you're good, don't yes. worry." I know everybody else around yes. you is panicking, but you're good. Yes,
3: yes, and that's because of something that mom has instilled in them. They didn't get that on that own, on their own. That had to come from inside the walls of your home. So that that that's that's what we're talking about. Go ahead, go ahead. Was someone from the side were you talking?
1: Oh no okay, I oh, no. Said no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I was over here trying to contain myself. Don't contain from,
3: uh, Pastor Chris. Yeah, You're yeah, trying I, to be free. I, Don't contain Yeah I,
1: I, <laughs> you know, she, you know, uh, Sister Tiana had me over here worked up because see, our children always has an uncanny ability to show faith through the circumstance. And see, when children are growing up in this faith that we as adults have been fighting with, and when our child is able to tell us, Mom, I'm good. See, as parents, we're going to automatically switch gears and wanna be the protector of our children. I get it. And then when your child tells you I'm good, that just triggered with me. I, I don't know about you that's listening, but that triggered something in me because if my child can have faith without fear, what is wrong? With me, Uh Mm. uh-oh,
0: we
1: get in trouble with that Mm.
0: one. See, Mm.
1: our children are more connected than we give them credit for. Yeah, they may Mm -hmm. get on our nerves. Yeah, they Mm. may do some silly stuff. Yeah, we might put them on punishment like ten times in a month. But God favors the children, and their faith in life. Just think about it. When we were kids, we jumped off roofs with no fear. We did crazy stuff. We climbed trees that was like 20 feet high with no fear. See, this is an ability that we've lost. Why? Because we got so cosmetically churched. Uh-oh. I'm getting in trouble with that one. We unlost everybody with that one. But all I'm saying is, we got so cosmetically involved with the religion of what we believe that we forgot to have a child-like thing. See, let, somebody take this, mic. See, I'm about to go crazy over here. See, you, 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 I don't think they catch that. See, I, I don't think they're getting the fact that we can learn something from our kids. Through this whole pandemic, most of these kids have been fearless. And we tripping on the background, acting all freaked out, knowing that we have what we need on the inside of us. As I said before, in the beginning of the show, he is sitting in the background, ready for us to go ahead and take the reins and run with this thing. See, I'm sorry, I'm not going to sit here and pacify you. We are grown. (laughs) We are seasoned vets in the faith. And if I got to be fearless, you have to be fearless. I'm sorry. God wants to sharpen us in this season. It's time to go to war in the spirit. And if you ain't ready, you better go back to your spiritual gym and get your regiment together because I'm telling you, Our faith is going to be tested in this season. It already has. And if you miss the download, I'm telling you, you're going to be falling on the wayside like a lot of our brothers and sisters. But I challenge everyone that is listening, go back to your spiritual gym. Get your heart posture right. Get your junk out of your trunk and walk Amen. in a child-like faith. Man, take this mic before I go crazy. Back to you. <laughs>
5: you glory, you know, glory, uh,
1: glory.
3: Go ahead, Ty.
5: <clears throat> you know, uh, when he spoke, it brought up Mark ten fifteen, where, you know, Jesus says that, you know, that we are supposed to receive... Um, the kingdom of God, like a child. If we don't, then we won't enter at all, right? And when you think about how the relationship between a child and the father or child and the parent, and we are God's children, and when kids are little, they have complete 100% trust and faith that they're going to eat, that they got clothes, that they got a place to stay because their parent is providing and taking care of everything for them. You know, Come so that's her. why they can yes. run and climb trees and do all that stuff with no fear because they trust that the person who's loving them unconditionally, that parent is taking care of them. But <clears throat> as we grow older, we, we, we don't associate that trust or that parent relationship with God as father. And because we miss that, whether it's the cosmetic churching or it's the Not reading our word and only, you know, a lot of people do devotionals and they don't actually get into the word. But the only way for us to grow and learn who God is and get to know him is, you know, he said, if you seek me, you will find me is by reading his word ourselves. Then we can learn who he is. We can learn him as father. We can learn him in his love. And then we can learn how to receive the kingdom of God as a child. And get back to that no fear The enemy's going to always throw things up As Sister Tiana said For example The enemy's going to throw stuff up And it's going to always make you go to that first fleshly response But we just got to keep Working every day You know I die daily um, To get back to What does God say about this situation He's my father He's also the father of my children So at some point I'm going to trust him and let go. It's
2: mm-hmm. hard,
5: but it is part of us getting back to that childlike nature, recognizing him as our father and that, you know, just like our parents took care of us when we couldn't take care of ourselves, he got us.
6: Hmm. Hmm. I love that. That's good. That's good. me, too. These analogies. I'm going to need to put a book and a pen in a minute. <laughs> Yeah, and I don't know who told a... you that I, I I usually revert to the fleshly response first, but you shall know something about me because I I do my first thought, and I always. But boy, when the situation is right, that that first thought is what. How can I make it happen quick? And usually, my yep. hands be somewhere in the thought, like I'm gonna use these hands. Yeah, yep, that's me.
3: Hey, we and,
6: all and, do. It it's funny definitely. because if you talk to my mom or family, they'll tell you like. She quick to fight, and she's going to take care of her family. And I have had to really learn to back off of that. And, then, and, and, to, and this was the hardest, probably one of the hardest lessons that God taught me, that I don't have to protect myself. I, I, and I don't have to protect my brothers or my kids. Of course, I protect my kids to a certain extent, but I have to let them bump their head and, and learn some lessons. And I have to take a step back and in those moments when I want to be a mama bear I have to just pray or I have to just be more like a guidance counselor for them and just help them to work through it but not give them 100% of the answers and not intervene and stop the course that God has for them that is one of the mm. hardest lessons for me because well, I am human. naturally it's a human protector.
5: nature. it's human nature we all do it that's what we battle with daily and you know, one of the lessons I had to learn on my journey was that, you know, I I couldn't control everything with respect to my kids, that, that, that they were his kids first, they were God's kids first, because he knew them before he found, formed mm. them in the womb, and I was just a steward. So that mm. means there's going to be, so my job is to get them to him. I'm supposed to show them the unconditional love and still, and you know, as he's shown it to me, but not the love as the world sees it, but the love as God shows it. And as God shows it, there's times when he let you bump your head because you wasn't trusting in him enough and you need to get back to him. So there's times Mm. when I had to let my kids go through some stuff that was hard for me to do because I had the means to help them, but I had to let them go through it in order to get them to learn how to trust him, not me. Especially
6: when those lessons come and they are what we consider embarrassing. If, if a lesson is mm. happening with my kids and it's embarrassing to my family, it is hard not to see. Oh, MC. that's
3: good, Tiana. You just stepped all on my toes right now. That's good. That's good. <laughs> oh, Lord. I'm going through that right now. Right now. I mean, literally. Me and my husband had a conversation yesterday about all three of my children are adults and there's certain things that they do and roads that they take that we don't necessarily agree with. And you try Mm -hmm. to be an example. You try to tell them your mistakes. Um, I'm very Mm -hmm. open with my children about the mistakes that I made. And trying to get them not to go down that path, because guess what? I had to pay for those mistakes. And I don't Mm -hmm. care, you know, don't say to me, well, mama, you did it. Mama sure did, but mama got whooped for it. So I'm trying to Mm -hmm. help you not go down that same route. And the words that just came out of my mouth yesterday was, it's about image. One of my children Mm -hmm. was going to do something. Well, I don't think is anything wrong, but I said, it's about image. It's about image, Mm -hmm. and of course, you know, when they were younger, we were the only thing that they saw. They weren't exposed to a lot of things, but now that they're adults, they've been exposed to so much more, and the world shows them that it's okay if you just do this. You you can Mm -hmm. just do this, and you'll be okay. You can just, you know, it'll be okay. You won't get in too much trouble, but how I'm trying to get them to see how does that align with the word of God and how is God being glorified if you do that thing? And what is the purpose behind that thing that you want to do? You know, the world glorifies so much, you know, that God is saying don't do that. Don't don't you do that. Don't go down that road. You know. But the world makes it seem like whatever. Instagram, reality T V makes it seem like, Oh, it's okay if you do that. <laughs> no, it's not. Mm-hmm. It's a price to pay. There's a price to pay for it. And I'm a, you know, I've told my kids over and over again, there is no love like a mother's love. You know, the mother felt you in her womb. Your heartbeats were instinct. When my son was overseas in Germany, I felt him. And there was times when I called him, and he was like, Mama, how did you know? We're in tune. We're in sync. Not only that, my daddy's up in heaven. He tell me stuff that's going on. Even when y'all think y'all doing stuff, Mama knows. I might not say nothing all the time, but I know what's going on. But that is oh, so, yeah. so, 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 so powerful. You know, we want, uh, you know, we... we <laughs> Okay, I'm say saying, we don't want the embarrassment or the shame for the family, you know, and, and, and it is a part of control, and I'm just going, I got to be real, it's a part of control, but there's a time when we have to take our hands off and say, God, this is all you, you do it, because once you've told them, you know, the truth about mm-hmm. something, and they still choose to go and do whatever, that's on you, because you charge once you know truth.
5: That's right. True.
3: I'm a. I'm gonna be quiet. Y'all go ahead. <laughs> Lord,
5: oh, you're right.
6: Ms. Tracy, The other part of that is we learned our lesson that put us in this place we're in right now when we was knocking our heads unnecessarily. So some of it is necessary for their testimony. Some of it is necessary for them to become who God wants them to become. I was I was so floored when I had a minister to point out to me that some of the most profound people in the Bible were some of the most worst people. Hello. Yeah. But we don't think about that Hello. when our kids Hello. are going through that worst people phase. We want them yeah. to be angels, but the angels yeah. ain't the ones that did the most in the Bible. It was the worst yeah. ones who became great <laughs> in the Bible, and they had a, a, a testimony or a story that they could tell you about when I was here, this is how I got here. If you don't have yeah. that testimony, then how can you help me? You can't mm-hmm. come to me and mm-hmm. talk to me about something that I need help in or that I need to do if you ain't never did. it. That was like when I remember mm-hmm. somebody was offering a parenting class but they wasn't a parent. Uh-uh. Because you don't know the heartache <laughs> I felt in the middle of the night and all throughout these weeks and years because you don't have no kids. So yeah. I, yeah. I, I have to constantly remind myself when I'm talking to any one of my kids oh this is a part of it for them this is how they're going to get their testimony and their witness is going to be true because they're going to be to live through some things that i didn't necessarily like and it didn't look good for the family but it was necessary for him to become the man that he's supposed to be
3: yeah and a lot of times you know even as parents we forget that um god is faithful and we reap what we sow to our parents now does it look the same way that we gave it to our parents absolutely not yeah
4: you can't yeah, get it. that's He's
3: true. God is a mathematician, so you're going to get it to a whole different level. But yeah. you have to remember, God, show me me. Because it's mm. not about you. It's not mm. about And even in that, with that mirror that we're talking about, that we talked about the self glass looking in that mirror, them kids, we think it's physically a reflection, a mirror that you go into the bathroom, you go in your dressing room, whatever, and you see a mirror, that glass. No, it's looking at that mirror. Them kids are that mirror. Mm-hmm. Them mm-hmm. dreams mm-hmm. are that mirror. So you're looking, what in the world? How this, what? Why are you doing this, that, and other? Because you did it. Mm-hmm. Now you teach them, the seeds you're Your the seeds you're sowing to me, you're going to sow to your kids. And it's not even yes. so much that they're always bad seeds. I want to build a relationship with my kids so that, yes. in turn, if I build the relationship with my kids, the relationship mm-hmm. with Christ will be easy mm-hmm. on their path. Mm-hmm. So then when yes. that relationship is built, then they know the choices that they're making, these premature, immature choices, that they're making the things that they want to do, the things that Come we are because that relationship is foundational. That relationship Come is That's Now they do not want to do a lot of those things. And we don't have to find ourselves. repeating don't do this, don't do that. Because yes. I'm focused on, when we were growing up, I was that child. Everybody's oh, my God. Now I got two of them, you know. <laughs> yes, <so, laughs> you yes, do. But I should deal with because my <laughs> 12-year-old says it all the time. He says, Mom, people can't deal with us. We don't want nothing to happen to you because you know how to deal with us. And Mm. he's 12. And I'm like, the wisdom that you're speaking, son, I understand. I identify with what you're doing because I was that child. Not saying I was bad. I was active. I was a visual kinesthetic learner. For ones that don't know, I touched everything. I had to see. I had to see what you're talking about. I had to touch it. I had to feel it. And then if I didn't like it, yeah, I was that fighter. Don't play with me. I'll fight you in a minute. Adults. And all oh, pastors and all oh, I ain't no part of pastor <laughs> no, just, Don't come challenging me No, well, I'm just saying, you know, in general I, But I will challenge you Don't give me a word and then I go study it Because I'm going to come back to you and be like, hey, hey, hey Hey, hey, hey oh, yeah. Did God give yeah. you this interpretation or was this your interpretation? Because when I read that scripture That's not what I got from it You know, so then that relationship <laughs> grows And a lot of things that we find ourselves being repetitive about as a parent We don't have to do so mm-hmm. that's
5: what we also mm-hmm. have to remember. One thing we got, we remember that Well, one thing that I've uh, worked at trying to teach my kids is the beauty of God's love is the free will that he gives us. But with the free will, we have the freedom to make whatever choices we want, but mm-hmm. we don't get to choose the consequences. Come and on. So you never know who's watching you and, and if you're claiming to be a child of God and you out here doing stuff that is not godly, there may be somebody mm-hmm. who could be wounded by your through false your example.
3: Steps. That's right. That's
5: exactly. right. I literally, in the mind that I coached with, that when I was going through some stuff, <clears throat> he, uh you know, after a couple of years, he came up to me and told me he had just got saved and, and, and you know, his little, his youngest son, you know, got baptized and all this kind of stuff. And, and I was like, that's good. And, you know, I thought nothing of it, but then he said, you know, I've been watching you and I know everything mm. that you've been going through, but you still have... Been in places to help people You've still been doing this, doing that Or whatever, that's all, you know, The positive So he, he saw part in my life He saw the Lord In my lifestyle, in my walk He didn't see me in the bitterness And frustration that I might show In my quiet times But out there He saw me still, you know, keeping it on Because God gave me the strength to do it I didn't do it on my own Because inside it was a raging fire But God gave me the strength to walk a proper path he saw that and then that led him to get saved and have his younger son as well and I, I i remember this only because my pastor at the time was telling me that people were watching me and i thought he was full of crap i was like ain't nobody watching me i'm i got all this bad stuff going on in my life ain't nobody paying no attention to me but god in his wisdom Use this man as an example to come to me and tell me that people are watching me um, yeah. or to be an example to show that people watch watching me. So when we talk about the embarrassment of our kids and when they're doing stuff that embarrasses us as a family, you know, for us, we all have to just get back to what y'all are saying is that, you know, the first person that, you know, like David said, against you and you alone, Lord, have I sinned. Mm. And yeah. we have to get back to recognizing that. That, that that first the first line of person that you shaming is the is the 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 creator of of the world yes, who yes. gave you life that gave you because not everybody gets drawn to know him. Jesus said, "Those that the Father has given me." So, not everybody is drawn to get the opportunity to know Jesus, as Lord and Savior. They may be told about it, but their heart may not be right to receive it and act on it. So the fact that we are blessed to have been selected to get to know him, we have to remember that we, his family first, our our earthly family is second.
3: Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Pastor Chris, I I, I heard you biting back back there. What what you got? Mm
1: -mm Mm-mm-mm. See, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. see, I'm trying to be nice, I, I was instructed by the drill sergeant herself to not go off the handle, but I told her that we got hot sauce, and now we got pit bull, and then we got our brother, and see, I'm trying to be nice, but see, I, you know, you just gonna make the band just go straight ham, see, it's in the preparation that God prepares us. See, we, we go through stuff for a reason. We take all of these different journeys in our life for a reason. Now, as parents, we want to try to prevent our kids from going down the school of hard knocks, but we can't control them after a certain point all we can do at this point is pray that the seeds were sown as they prepared to walk in their wilderness experience uh-oh i don't think y'all hear me mm. see we we got to mm. understand that when we get to a place when we all and we all been here on this panel we've been here where we had a crossroads where we take our mm. own journey or we take god's journey Now, God's Journey has the Las Vegas lighting. It's very attractive. Let's walk that route. But we always seem to go the other way. Well, I don't see too much on this road, so maybe I can build my own castle. And see, when we go through this, we go through heartbreak, pain. Divorce, remarriage, kids, loss of kids, loss of parents. We go through life. But see, we have to understand when we become one with the one true king, who is that? Jesus Christ. I mean, relationally. See, you keep saying this, Pastor, about being in a relationship. I don't understand what you're talking about because my whole life been a straight mess Because I can't keep a relationship. Uh Uh-oh. See, God's relationship has nothing to do with our natural mess. Uh Uh-oh. See, what God does is take us from the pig pen to the pole pit. Uh-oh. Or for some of us, he takes us out the pig pen. To the castle. Or for some of us, he takes us out the pig, the pig pen to our journey. See, everybody's not called to be on the pulpit. And trust me, I've been running from this thing for the last 25 years of my life. And it took something drastic. Uh-oh. See, it took something drastic in my natural life. To realize that God was God in my life, not my pastor, not my bishop, not Pookie, not my wife, not my kids. It was Jesus. I had to realize that he had a call and he's going to do everything that he possibly can to get my attention. And that's what he's doing right now in this season. No wonder your natural life as a believer is going straight ham and cheese. Have you ever thought that God is birthing something in you bigger than you, bigger than your circumstance? He's using your pain Amen. as a testimony to push you through to the next level of things of God. See, see, I don't want to hear that stuff. Oh, yeah. every being a Christian, I'm supposed to be floating on clouds and always talking Mm -mm. about days and Hondas and all this stuff. No. God is preparing his people, just like some of you that served our country, and I salute you. You got to go through the first step to become a soldier. It's called boot
2: camp.
1: Mm. I'm going Mm. somewhere. (laughs) We are being called to go back to boot camp in this season. See y'all don't want to e- talk to me out there. Your church moving e- out there. Listening, e- but we are going back to boot camp. And as you yeah. go through boot camp in the natural, you're being broken to listen e- to e- the authority of the United States Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines. See, don't get mm-hmm. me started. See, we can e- submit e- in the natural. Who
3: so so can
1: submit? in the <laughs> spiritual. They don't Come get on, back sir. started. See, we got Come the cosmetics on, going. <laughs> we got all the nice cliches to hang. We got the gear. Yeah. We got all this stuff. But when it comes down to getting dirty, we're the first one to fold. Why? Because we never went to boot camp in the first place. See, don't get me started. I, I'm going to stop because we are about Jesus. to bust this thing wide open, and we got 30 minutes left. So somebody take mm. my yeah, take mic. My, take my mic. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I can't. Can. <laughs> Come on I now. Come on, sir. Come on, sir. Come on, sir.
3: Yes, on, sir. yes, yes, yes. Somebody and He's talking about take my mic. Come on now. Hallelujah. <laughs>
5: That's real That's real
3: Yes, yes, yes This is a war cry (laughs) This is a war cry Yes, God Hallelujah Thank you, Jesus Jesus, Jesus, Jesus Jesus. Thank you, Lord
1: (laughs) Hallelujah So y'all are So sorry I'm trying Jesus. to keep Jesus. the man at bay, but y'all keep glory. on playing with us. So you need to stop throwing your hot sauce, throwing your pit bull fight. And my brother needs to <laughs> stop throwing that those daggers. Cause y'all about to get this place lit. I'm sorry. I'm trying to be nice. But I'm gonna glory. tell you glory. one thing. Glory. It's gonna take your praise to get you through yeah. this season right now. So I don't know about you, but I got to get one out. So the band's about to cut loose. So I'm sorry, and we're going to take a break, come back, but we're about to get our praise on. So excuse me and allow me to get my praise on. Take it yeah, away, Bland. Oh, my, 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 my. I need somebody to give God to glory I'm not dead yet And that means God's not done yet
5: Somebody give God a praise
4: Did it. It's already done.
1: Yeah. Whatever you've been praying about, it's already done. Give God a no ordinary leap. Give God a no ordinary run. Give God a no ordinary jump. In order for you to see what you've never seen, you got to do something you've never done. I dare you to give God a praise you never gave Him and watch God move in your life. Put your hand together
3: everybody. This is Apostle Sherita Lovelace of the Triumphant Show, and you're listening to the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. So, are you ready? Are you set? Well, let's go. When
4: you call me, I will answer. I will hear your still, small voice. In the middle
0: Saturday's, Saturday's Buffet, buffet with, with Sister Lorraine, Lorraine right Brown and, and Roberta Jones. R- r- right now, now on, on TPV Radio. radio. <laughs> ooh.
3: Ooh, 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 ooh. This almost speechless. First of all, I had to catch my breath from getting my praise on. Pastor Chris always starting stuff. He always starting stuff. Then. this last song i mean i i'm I'm just in awe of god I, i'm in awe of how he does things um oh lord i before i go off on the tangent i want brother uh todd had something he wanted to share
5: um you know based off you know just kind of piggybacking off what pastor chris just said about the boot camp some some listeners may be wondering what does a boot camp look like and You know, I can share, you know, from my experience what it was for me was uh, I had a pastor that told me to read Matthew chapter 5, chapter 6, chapter 7 repeatedly until it really registered within my heart about God's love for me through Christ. And, you know, I mean, I had been saved for years. So whether it's a boot camp because you're new to it, or you're a boot camp because you feel some distance, but there's a lot of great, great words in that Matthew five, six, and se- chapters five, six, and seven that just speaks about who you are and how much He loves you and the the the, the love of Christ and how to walk this thing out. And so that that's one. Um, and the other comment I was going to make is. You know, we eat food even if we don't feel like eating in order to feed the body. The Word of God is the food that we need to digest to feed our spirit. So even if today you're reading that and you don't, you may not understand everything that you're reading, you still got to keep reading because as you feed your spirit, then you'll build up, the, you know, the, the spirit man in you will get more in tune to where the Holy Spirit will be able to, you know, bring into your remembrance things and reveal more to you because he said if you seek me you will find me and so Mm. i just encourage people that's one place to start for the boot camp if you don't know what it looks like it's just getting into that word and and a good starting point is just those chapters matthew 5 6 and 7
3: amen amen i'm writing that down amen Before we run out of time, that that two hours go by so fast. But before we run out of time, I want to do the housekeeping. Um, uh, Our faithful listeners every week, uh, Sister Brown, makes sure that she always gives them a spotlight on the show. And I don't want to uh, steer from that. So I want to acknowledge Sister Dorothy Curry, Sister Shirley Allen, Sister Lucille Priester, Sister Ella Priester, Sister Leola Priester, Sister Lee Aaron, Sister Edna Moore, Sister Jeanette Pontoon, and Sister Alice Fields. Thank you, ladies, so much for being faithful listeners. Amen. Um and sister Lorraine and Sister Roberta's absence. We just give God the praise for you all as that God would just be with you and bless you throughout this week. Amen. Amen. We have um Nineteen minutes, and I want to just do a round robin and allow each of our guests uh, and our panelists to just give a, a um, summary or, or uh, parting words or whatever God has given you. Um, I'm going to say this. Um, this will be my, my uh, parting words. Um, it started off with war cry. And uh, God was showing us that this is a call for war. But in order for us to be prepared for war, we have to first go through boot camp. Being a ex-military service member, I remember boot camp. And I'm going to tell you it was not easy, and I hated it. I hated it. (laughs) But it prepared me for the job that was ahead of me and to stay the course during the war. I knew how to address the enemy, how to be prepared to fight the enemy. And the same goes for our spiritual walk. We need to know the equipment that we have and how to use the equipment. Our, the word of God, our prayer walk, our faith, you know, these are weapons that we need to use on this journey. So there is a war cry. But are we ready? Are we prepared to fight? Are we prepared to win? You know, no one wants to go into a fight and lose. Are we prepared to win? Are we putting on the full armor of God, you know, in preparation for this? But again, it has to go back to the boot camp. You have to first start and know everything that you're working with. Um, I want to challenge and send this charge out for all of us this week, because I have been getting more and more text messages to pray for young people in hospitals that are fighting with this COVID virus. Um, I'm getting more and more, um, seeing more messages on Facebook about it, this person on the ventilator and you know, this person and young people. And then to hear my coworkers talk about the mental health of the young people this is a war cry and it's time for us to fight we have to take a stand for our young people amen so this week i want us to challenge ourselves ask god to help us to be a blessing to someone this week by showing a gift of love we continue to talk about love you know we want to be able to be a blessing to someone else So what we're going to do now is go around. um, We'll start with Tiana, and then we'll go to uh, Todd, and then Pastor Chris, and Tammy, if you would end for us and end in prayer. So we'll go in that order.
6: Okay, so I was sitting here, and I was listening, and I was reflecting back on something that Todd just said about how we don't always understand the things that we're asked to do. So I remember when we were younger and we would have Bible study, and I hope Sister Ruby is on the phone because Sister Ruby made sure we knew Scripture when we did yes. Bible study on Wednesday night. Yes. And so every Wednesday, I would leave, and I would always have a challenge. We were either learning the books of the Bible or we were learning specific Scriptures. And I can remember a Wednesday that I that I went to church, and maybe Thursday I got up and I, I applied the Scripture. She said, "Turn the other cheek." Mm. So I went to school. Mm. And when I was struck, I did exactly what the scripture said, and I turned the other cheek. Now, I got in trouble for that when I got home. We'll talk, about, talk to about that next week. However, I did what the scripture told me to do. Now, if you fast forward to when I was an adult, all of those scriptures came to my remembrance in time when I needed them the most, when I could understand what they really meant, and when I could apply them to my life in a way that was fulfilling. And so while I didn't understand it as much when I was a kid, and I literally did what the scripture said, even if that wasn't what it was intended for me to do in that moment, as an adult, because I got the scripture so much and I remember scriptures, and I, I, I remember being in church one day and the pastor would say, turn to this scripture, and I'll mumble at the beginning of the scripture. And my kids were like, how do you know all these scriptures? And I was like, man, when I was little, This is what people did. They gave us scriptures and we memorized them and and we didn't know what it was at the time, but now I I remember them and I use them. And so I want to add to the challenge for the week. I want us to find these stressful situations. When we find ourselves in these stressful situations, find a scripture and and say that scripture out loud and tell our kids that scripture, even if it's them that has a stressful situation, give them the scripture for their situation. They may not understand it right now, but when they are adults and the, the understanding of the scripture is needed, they'll have it. And it'll be because we gave them a scripture. Where there is, I remember when my kids were younger, one of my favorite scriptures to tell them is that they could do all things through Christ who made them strong. They know that scripture. They, we went over Psalms 23. So I, th- there are some staples, that come to mind is you know, when situations arise, but there's a a lot of scriptures that can apply to situations that we may find ourselves in. And this week instead of just sitting in a situation, my challenge is for us to find a scripture that applies, say that scripture or give that scripture to our kids because it applies to their situation.
3: Amen.
5: Uh, Brother Todd you ready for me Okay um, What I would just say is, You know Following up in, On the theme Of the war cry Is that You know The reality is Our battle is within um, You know What Paul says I die daily We have to The battle is for us To submit to Jesus Christ As our Lord and Savior Lord meaning That he can tell you What to do And you do it Because You have that trust In, in that He's only going to Uh, Lead you to the right things You know the the scripture does tell us That you know that God has a good plan For us and and is not to harm us So putting our trust and faith In him over our own Tendencies You know most of our Issues are dealing with what we have As expectations of Other people as opposed To doing the self reflection You know to see where we really Are so the battle is within Um you know, we don't hesitate to submit to a job and by faith, you know, we'll work two, three, four weeks with the expectation that they will pay us on some designated day for all the work that we've done for these weeks. But we struggle to submit to the Father God as our Lord and and King where he can, you know, direct us to do things even if we don't understand, but we, we do them. Because we know his love for us. And he gives us love. He gives us life unconditionally. You know, being saved allows us to be kingdom of God's citizens, ambassadors of his on this earth. And we get to receive, you know, the, the fruit of his Holy Spirit, you know, joy, peace, love. We have liberty, you know, but this isn't a game. And so mm-hmm. what I would encourage people to do is really look at that relationship. You know, when you saw that, that girl or that guy that you had interest in, you, you did everything you could to learn all about them so that when you approached them, you know, you came off strong and and mm. you were able to pique their interest. So are you pursuing a relationship with Jesus Christ the same way you pursued that person that you mm. may have used to write notes on in, in middle school or or are you sit and talk on the phone with somebody for hours and hours at night, just listening to each other breathe, whatever it may be. Are you pursuing a relationship with God as Father the same way you pursue your fleshly relationships? And, you know, so I encourage people to think about that relationship with God from those perspectives and to keep feeding their spirit, feeding their spirit through the word.
3: Amen. Amen. Pastor Chris And I want to say this before Pastor Chris goes, Todd, I thank you for your obedience and your sacrifice. I literally reached out to him two, three minutes before the show started, and he said yes. And was he not a blessing on today?
2: Amen. God
3: bless you, my brother. Thank you so Amen. much for being a part of this. All right, Amen. Pastor Chris.
1: Well, I'm going to be short, sweet, and to the point, because It's going to be some problems if I don't So to sum it all up We started off With the war cry Then we realized that In our war cry There is a miracle Along the way But if Mm. we don't hear The still small Voice We will never become One As a body That my final take and wrap up of today's show. So I'm done. Back to you.
3: Hey amen. Sister Tammy, Sister Tammy, we want you to give us your takeaways and then bless us with prayer. Amen. Amen. Well, as um we all know, this show was phenomenal and the best takeaway that I got from this today is that we have to be aware of the timing
6: that God has placed in front of in front of us.
3: When hmm. there are um, wars of danger or rumors of wars, we as the believer have to take charge and
6: increase our
3: faith to stand up and to defeat the enemy. So um, that's my takeaway for today. We're about to go into prayer, and I'm not going to apologize ahead of time. Okay? <laughs> so all hearts Amen. And are here. And Father God, we come before your throne to lay down panic, anxiety, fear, uneasiness of the mind in our people, our young children today, Lord God we ask that you crush their fears and worries and remind them of your power and your grace holy spirit i ask that you will fill them with your peace as they trust in you and you alone. allow their parents to see lord god that you are the rock their foundation comes from you and you only god father i thank you that they do not have to be tossed to and fro with every wind of doctrine with what the world is displaying god Father, I thank you that they surrendered themselves to you, that, Lord God, when times of uncertainty comes up, you will remind them that you will never leave them nor forsake them, that you will be with them always, God. Father, I just thank you that they choose to reflect on your thoughts, your thoughts of peace, your thoughts of love, your thoughts of healing, your thoughts of comfort, your thoughts of joy, your thoughts of everlasting life that you have promised to them, God. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are mending the broken heart right now from whatever destruction that they are facing father i just thank you for being merciful to them and being tender to them god thank you for laying your hands on them now in the name of jesus and father god i just ask you that you will continue to cover them with the precious blood as they go into the school as their parents go to work god let peace that surpasses all understanding surround them and overtake them like never before father god and even if they are um unbelievers allow a believer to come into their lives this week and minister to them that their life will be transformed for the better that lord god you will bring your fire to them like never before even in the school god you said if we be ashamed of you you'll be ashamed of us when we meet you so, God, bring boldness and courageousness to these young children that have already accepted you as their Lord and Savior and they have proclaimed mm. the gospel, Lord. We thank you right now for every panelist thank today, you, God. Lord God, that you will continue you, to Lord. stir up a fire on the inside of us, God, that we will continue to be laborers of your word. Father, that we do this ask unto you so that you get the glory, that as we're speaking to people, Lord God, You will be glorified in what we say. You will be glorified in our light shining, God. Father, and take us to the darkest places. So that we as we go into the room will exuberate your light god exuberate your witness yeah. god father restore the joy of the lord to the callers right now in the name of jesus even though we couldn't get to speak to them god but you know every concern you know every need yeah. you know everything yeah. that they have god we petition it before you right now and we put ourselves in agreement Father, the faith that has been wavered, bring it back now in the name of Jesus. The same fire that the prophet Jeremiah spoke that is just like fire shut up in our bones. Restore it now, God. God. Allow the fire fire to continue to burn ablaze. Right now, in the mighty name of Jesus, we celebrate you. We salute you, God. Most importantly, for these men of God that have stood up to be the front partakers of their households, God, of their families, Lord, and that they're proclaiming the gospel at hand. Pastor Chris and Pastor Todd, God, we just thank you for their life. Thank you for their faithfulness <laughs> to you, God. Now, I release a 100-fold blessing over them now in the name, in of, the Jesus, name of Jesus, God, right now for their obedience to you. Father, just yes. as you were obedient to the cross, they are obedient yes. to fulfill your work. In the name of Jesus, cover these two mm-hmm. women, wonderful women of God on this call today during this week. Father, increase their territory this time, God. Oh, increase the you challenge right now, God. You Let you them stand and see that you are good, that you are the Lord, and you change not. So we thank you, we praise you, we magnify you, and honor you, Lord God. We honor you, Lord God, for being Jehovah God, our provider, for being Jehovah Rapha, for being the God of El Shaddai more than enough. We just thank you, Elohim, Lord God, right now in the name of Jesus, for being Jehovah Nisi. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for what you're doing on this week to come and cover every church member, Lord God, every pastor that has to bring forth the preach word of God tomorrow. We cover them under the blood of Jesus, God, Amen. that they be better them and all of you, Lord, allow them to teach their congregants and teach the body of Christ what it means To stay in your word What it means to have a relationship with you What it means to go forward in faith God and not in fear What it means to stand still And see your salvation What it means to be disciples that beget disciples God we just thank you We honor, we bless you and adore you And for these things we say amen And amen. amen 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 Praise God Once again, God met us here, and we thank him because we don't want to do anything without him. Amen. I pray to God that the callers were blessed on today. We thank you guys for continuing to support the Saturday Buffet. And Sister Roberta and Sister uh, Lorraine will be back next week. You guys have a wonderful weekend and a blessed week next week. We love you, and we'll see you next week. Amen. Amen. Amen.